Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Our Ladies of Sorrow. It was written by Kevin Ross. Our game master is Alex Sun, and this is episode 13. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Rooster McManus. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. A phobia is defined as an irrational fear of something. So is it really correct to say that I have a remophobia, fear of the desert, when there's nothing irrational about it? Hell, I start to tighten up if I haven't had a glass of water lately. We survived in a manner of speaking and not without mental damage. Seems the kindest of the mothers caused us the most grief. She was a spider at the heart of a web that stretches across the world luring in those who feel the pain of guilt. What she offers is release, freedom from pain, but the form it takes is death, and she has countless victims. Those kids with Ellie Pickering were lured there because of the guilt she felt, and each of them was freed. But we did manage to rescue her and escape the mother's gift. We also managed to convince the outside world that there is something in that area of the desert that should be avoided. Not sure how effective that will be. It took me a while to recover. I wasn't about to hang out in Hicksville in the hospital, and I had to get back to Boston and reconnect with my life. One bright thing, one very bright thing, I met someone, a doctor no less. My Irish mother would be proud. Remy works at MassGen as a resident physician. No, he wasn't my doctor. Doctors can't date their own patients, but it is how we met. I was there to see my doctor on a follow-up and I met Remy outside. We started chatting in the parking lot. He was on a break and he was so damn cute in that little white coat and then, I'm sorry, sorry. You don't need to hear all about this. Let me get back to the recap. I have to admit, that Mother Suspiriorum did me a favor. I'm not a masochist. I don't thrive on pain and punishment. But my whole life, I had felt guilty about Sean, and I never thought that I could be freed from that. I don't know if it was real or an illusion, but it felt real, and it allowed me to work things out in my head. I miss Sean, and it was a tragedy that he didn't get to grow up. And it was my fault. That is a fact. But I was a stupid kid. I'd never experienced loss, death, and danger were alien to me when I was 12. She made me realize that it was time to move on. I love my brother, but he is long dead, and I need to move forward. Not sure what I can say about Brigham. Poor guy. We tried to warn him what he was getting himself involved with. But he really went off the deep end, and I'm not sure that there was anything that we could do to save him. So what's next? Mother Lacrimorum? Mother of Tears? All we have is a child's drawing of what looks like a flood. Who knows where this will all end? And is it all just some sort of amusement for our ladies of sorrow? Are we their latest victim? Will they just laugh when we drowned and say, oh, well, that was fun. Let's go pick some other folks to torment. They need to stop interfering in our lives. Life is hard enough. 
Thank you, Tom. It was powerful. It is now Sunday, October 4th, 2009. It is a month after the events of the Sighing Desert. Andy Argento, you receive a phone call. Mm. Oh, all right. It is paranormal author Richard Ahern. And give me a psychology check before we continue. Oh, that's a success. All right. You can tell he's angry and scared. And he says, it's either the best or the worst practical joke I've ever heard of. Uh, what? <clears throat> Mr. Ahern, um, what seems to be the matter? What's going on? Uh, I'm 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 in Bailford, Illinois, with with my my assistant Everett. There there's been a lot of sightings of La Llorona here lately. You know, the Mexican weeping woman ghost. I came here to check that out. But until tonight, I haven't seen anything about floodwaters. We're not too far off the Mississippi, and it's getting bad here. Anyway, tonight it's raining, everything but frogs and stones, and it's late. And I'm trying to get in my car, and I turn around, and there she is, standing right behind me. Looked like something out of a goddamn Japanese horror movie. All wet, hair covering her face. Uh, whoever you had filming got a good shot of me falling on my ass in the rain. And then, and then, this woman, she says, You, have you seen my children? And I'm still on my ass in the rain, scared to the bone. No, she says. What about your children, Sam and Lizzie? Who's watching them? Why aren't you with them? And and before I can answer, I get a look at her face, and it's not good. Not not good at all. And then, and she says, Andy Argento, you know him. And now I realize it's a joke. It's a goddamn joke. Yeah, I know the bastard, I said. You can tell him he got me good. Where is he? Are you filming this for him? And then, and then she reaches down and picks me up off the fucking ground. And she says... Tell Andy Argento you saw me. Tell him I want to see him. And then she just turns and walks away. I, I yelled at her and I told her that she could tell you herself, but she just walked out of sight in the rain. Uh, um, Mr. Ahern, I'm not, I'm not the type to make these horrible practical jokes. <clears throat> Um, but I can tell that you're scared and frightened. Let me see, since this woman you was, you spoke of, maybe I do need to talk to her so she does not pester you. How about that? Oh, God. Shit. She, she asked about my kids. She, 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 she asked about your kids, too. And then the line goes dead. Uh, uh Mr. Ahern? Hello? Piercy uh, hung up. Shit. Um, and that's when, like, what time is it right now? Is it, like, late at night? Or it's the evening. Evening? Um, in that case, uh, that's when, uh, Andy does, uh, group text everyone about, uh, Mr. Ahern uh, contacted me saying that I am playing a practical joke on him. Mentioned La Yarona, um, saying this, he's in Illinois, stuff that you, basically paraphrasing what uh, he has said. And he's 
and put down that uh, Mr. Ahern sounds really scared and terrified. So I respond and uh, he's in Illinois and he's uh, so he thinks he was why, why why would he think that he would be pulling one over on him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't um, have, I mean, I, I don't know, but I feel like that's not the sort of relationship that anybody, we're not that buddy-buddy with him, you know. What concerns me is that she, he mentions <clears throat> this, this woman, the weeping woman. I've heard of her somewhere. It's, uh, well, what's interesting is that La Llorona is typically a Southwestern myth. Um, so it's a little outside of the, of its typical range, I think. Um, but again, I mean, I don't know what this guy's up to. I know it might be too late of notice, but it, you might, I mean, I'm going to see how I'm going to get over there to Illinois, but I don't know how, how, how all of you feel about doing this. I mean, you're muted. <laughs> how are we communicating? Are we on text. Like a phone? Or a, text. a group text. phone call, whatever works. Group phone call would be better, I think. Yeah, because we can't see each other's responses in text yeah um yeah la, la llorona is uh mexico right it, as, yeah. I, as i recall yes. the the some woman who lost her children or drowned her children parents you know, she abducts children and drowns them i mean he said the woman specifically mentioned Andy's girls. That that feels almost like a threat. If that's the well, case, that's, right? It's also why he thinks that she's he's uh, behind it when right. he thinks it's a joke. We of course can guess why this entity might know us. True. The weeping woman, mother of tears, maybe. Lacrimorum. He said it was. Did he say it was raining? He's, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that um, it's raining, lots of flood waters. He's trying to get into his car. If did anything, I mean, there was that, that picture, right? The kid drew. Yeah. Did he say where in, in Illinois? Uh, Keeper. Uh, did yeah, he, he say? said Balford, Illinois. Balford. It is okay. south of Chicago. No, it's not much south of, south of Chicago in Illinois, but I guess we, well, obviously we can fly into Chicago without any trouble at all. I'd be interested <sighs> to know what brought him there. He said there were reports of La Llorona. I'd be interested to know what the reports were. He's a psychical investigator. Right. But I mean, if it's, if it's, you know, the, the other sister, the, the woman, you know, I, I'd just be interested to know what, like, the sightings were, I guess. 
Well, we can get online and see if there's like weird news reports or something from the area about kids going missing right. and being drowned. Yeah, that would be a bad idea. Okay, right a now. quick Google search has reveals to you that there has been due to the the water washing away the riverbanks. That's revealed three bodies that have that are currently unidentified. And there are increasing reports of people seeing this ghost, La Llorona. Hmm. Oh yeah. Um one more thing. He has an assistant. Everett uh, Townsend. I don't think I got his number or anything. Yeah. You have uh, Richard Ahern's number as well if you want to call him back. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, I'll be right back. I'm, I'm going to call him back to see if I can get his number of his assistant. Well, guys, here we are again. Are we going to go? So we're thinking that this is <clears throat> round three. She called us specifically by name. That's, you know concerning yeah i don't yeah i don't personally know of anybody that i'm familiar with in illinois um i don't think that's a beautiful city if you go to chicago but we could base ourselves there um but are we responsible because of what we've already been through we have to get involved again it's more like i i feel like if we don't go, eventually she's going to find us, right? Like she's calling for us to come to her. Almost this like, let's well, settle this. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't feel right if somebody else ends up on the receiving end of this. No, I guess you could rationalize that more people will die if we don't go than if we do go. I mean, if somebody is being, if somebody's being threatened because the thing really wants us, I, I, well, I don't. If it wants us, why can't it just come here? I don't. But do we want it to go that far? They've taken from us. They've threatened our loved ones. Nathaniel almost lost his daughter. We lost Milton. We want to keep. I don't know. We've seen a drawing of a terrible flood. And if you recall, there's there's cars under the water in the flood. So maybe hundreds of people will die unless we can figure out how to prevent that from happening. I've been watching the news ever since we got back. Floods, flood raises a big red flag for me. Right. And since you've been watching the news, Rooster, you'll also know that your efforts to keep people away from the Desert of Size is successful. For now. There's always going to be those curious people that defy the law and go and do stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been looking in a lot into the occult since we, since the last thing. And I have run across this La Llorona story, but it is, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I didn't pay much attention to it, but 
I suppose she murders children. Um, I'm going to see if I can call Richard Ahern back. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I'm so, going to do that. Or Everett. Or Everett, yeah. To get, to get his number. Sure thing. Yeah. So you call Ahern's cell. Uh, and he finally answers. Oh, so, sorry about that. She she asked about my kids, man. While you're Ona, she she you know she kills kids, right? I, I had to call home. No, no, the, it's understandable, okay. and that's good. I I I have have my own kids too, and I understand. Um, you mentioned your assistant, uh, Everett Townsend. Is he? Yes, with you he, he he's in town with me doing research about La Llorona. Uh I'm going to be here for the next couple of days. Is he with you? Or are you too separated at the moment? No, he's currently in his hotel room. Okay. All right. Well, well, we're we're going to do our best to get that to get there as soon as as soon as we can. Um, as a possible. So, so can... it wasn't you. No, you weren't playing the practical joke. No, <laughs> I'll I'll never play such a joke like this. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. If you are coming in like tomorrow, maybe we can meet up for lunch we can exchange some notes but uh make sure to bring waiters and umbrellas aren't gonna cut it because the winds are just gonna blow them away okay these rains are something fierce all right and um please send me the number to your uh, assistant uh everett uh, oh you'll meet him oh all right how how far is he from chicago so Baleford is about a four-hour drive from uh, Chicago. Ways out. Um, I don't know that we can four? get there and and drive four hours and be there for lunch tomorrow. Yeah. I did. What, a couple hours we don't flight? even know if there's flights available. There are. Uh, I would say it's a two-hour drive. Sorry. Guess. Watch out for the speed trap in Dickieville. Mm. It's always in Dickieville. Well, Andy just says, uh, all right, we'll, we'll see you soon. And then he joins the group phone call. Well, yeah, he's scared. I told him it's not a practical joke. Um, you saw if there's any flights available? Yeah, there's flights. Okay. I guess I'll start packing and <laughs> let's let's go. Okay. Are you going to do any research in the night, or are you going to bring any supplies? What what's what's happening? What's all right. I'll dive into the La Llorona stuff. Okay. Then you would find this information. No role required. Ooh. Oh, La Llorona, a weeping woman, is a ghostly female figure from Mexican folklore. She appears as a distraught woman searching for her child. 
whom legend states that she either murdered or lost through her negligence. Variations of her tale state that she neglected her child or children in order to romance a married man who eventually abandoned her. Her child then uh, either accidentally drowns in a nearby body of water or is drowned by her or is otherwise murdered by her in her belief that the child took away her love. This deed caused her to walk the night, searching in vain for her lost uh, offspring. La Llorona is usually encountered roaming lonely places, especially river banks at night. She sometimes lures lone travelers to such places where she murders them, apparently as surrogates for the man who jilted her. The weeping woman wailing cry the sorry the weeping woman's wailing cries can sometimes be heard in the place she haunts. Some stories say that she wears her hair long to cover her face, which may be a bat or horse-like. Oh, I see. To cover her long face, which may be bat or horse-like, or totally featureless. See the faceless woman. The legend of the crying woman appears to have originated in Mexico, but curiously seems to appear where communities develop across the United States, especially in areas with considerable blue-collar industrial jobs. La Llorona seems to spread her influence along with them. Like the similar tales of the faceless woman, stories of La Llorona have become widespread urban legends and may have links to the very to the popular vanishing hitchhiker tales well i assume that it spreads where the migrant workers might spread and go across the united states doesn't seem that unusual but yeah anywhere there's a cultural diaspora yeah maybe there's a, a large hispanic population in illinois and that's where it's coming from could be be. Or it's Mother Lacrimorum fucking around with us again. I am a little, I guess, curious and concerned that Mr. Ahern seems to have been visited by something um, that knew us. That's enough to get me out there at least to see if we can really put this to bed. Yeah, she named Andy, and she named Andy's children, which is also very concerning if you're dealing with a spirit who targets children. Yeah, and yeah, that's very concerning. And he did say that umbrellas don't cut it. You have to get something else. It's only you do some shopping, too. Yeah. Uh, well... We're all wherever we are, so I suppose we'll have to meet up in Chicago. Um, we can get some supplies there before we drive out. Or it's best to get them here before we fly. I think we can probably buy what we need there. And, and honestly, um, whether we buy them in Chicago or somewhere down closer to Bailford, um, I mean, they've got sporting goods stores there all over the place, especially. It's storming, though. I, I don't want to get off the airplane and have to walk around shopping without having stuff to uh, so waiters, do whatever you Waiters want. might be hard to come by if it's flooding. You know, people might already be buying out 
Uh, I'm 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 cool. I'll uh Well where do we meet? Well I guess we'll just gather gather what we need from what you know from our respective homes here and um we'll just meet maybe a couple hours before our flight so we can tie in together and I'll uh I'll find the hotel I'm gonna stay at for the night when I get there. And uh Okay. And it's so, um, there's some hotels available yeah. in Belford. There's the Eagle Resort. It's a pretty big resort. And then there's some um, sorry, it's called the uh, Seven Hawks Resort. And then there's a smaller motel. Oh. Uh, I can afford to stay at the Seven Hawks. Okay. Um, I'll be at the Seven Hawks in Bailford. Uh, not sure exactly when I'll arrive. I still got to make arrangements. But I'll be there sometime in the morning. Okay. Is anyone right. else doing research or setting up places to stay while in Belford? I'd probably just be looking into what's going on as far as the, the weather, the flooding, the reports. And the news? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Then I'll take a library useful. That is a success. Right. So, Belfort, Belford is a small town on the Vista River, not far from the Mississippi. The population is of, uh, it has a population of 4,600 people. And the, the split of that, it, it's primarily white, 70%. There's a sizable Hispanic community of about 20%. And the remainder is African-American. The town economy is driven by tourism, shops, antique stores, and a large golf course and resort uh, all attract visitors, as well as a week-long blues festival in the fall. They also have a large meatpacking plant that opened in the 1980s. This industry helped attract the uh, sizable Hispanic population. All right. So I'm going to quickly go out and go shopping. It's stuff that I need packaged in my bag, get get to the airport and fly out. All right. Rent rent a car and then go to Bedford. Sounds good. You start to head over to JFK Airport. I'll probably do the same. All right. I'm going to do similar and maybe um, in the time, if I, if I have any time waiting for a flight or waiting to leave for the airport, Look up, um, see if it's there are a lot of uh, reports of La Llorona in Illinois. Um, just kind of uh, curious if that's sort of a singular thing that Mr. Ahern was. Uh, so doing. you're looking up La Llorona and Belford? Uh, Illinois in general, or see if I can see like a regional. Uh, or like geographic representation of like frequency of reports of this. Okay. In that case, you can give me a library useful. Okay. Yep. 
That'd be a hard. Okay. You find a book, uh, a quote from Mississippi River Ghosts. It's a 1999 book of true ghost stories by uh, Midwestern ghost hunter Stan Saylor. And here it is. Passage from Mississippi River Ghosts. Curiously enough, the legendary Mexican crying woman ghost, La Llorona, normally found throughout the American Southwest, has also found a home along the Big River. Bailford, Illinois, located on the Vista River just a few miles from the Mississippi, has long been the haunting grounds for the murderous spirit who preys upon children and unwary travelers. Bailford has suffered a number of unresolved child murders and disappearances going back nearly half a century but it's only within the past 15 years that the crying woman has actually been seen walking the streets of this sleepy little town. Since then, several people have mysteriously drowned in the nearby Vista River, often after the wandering white-clad wraith has been sighted somewhere in town or along the river. The local Hispanic population believes whenever La Llorona wails or is seen, someone will soon die. Interesting. Do we know the, the sisters, uh, the ladies? Uh, are they typically tied to one spot geographically? I mean, would there be any reason why one of them, say this is uh, one, of the, one of the sisters, um, is there any reason why she might be pinned down to one spot in, in my research uh they basically haunt everyone in the world however they do sometimes they're sometimes they have a a place like a almost like a secret hideout um that if you discover that you're you're in deep shit. <laughs> but so yeah okay. i i kind of always suspected that maybe the hotel I mean the, the the apartment building with the three sisters on the front was one of those locations, um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess Mother Suspiriorum had that desert. Um, Lacrimorum might have a penthouse in Chicago, but uh, they still affect people worldwide. Okay. It's not like she can't come here, but <clears throat> I've got a question just so I can sort of get, I guess, a geographic or cultural feel. When we're talking south of Chicago by the Mississippi, are we talking way down by like Missouri, like near Kent, like uh, down by like St. Louis? Or a little like the location of Belfort? Yeah, yeah. Uh it's closer to the Iowa border. Okay. Alright. Just trying to get a feel for what, what culture we're going into. Is it Midwest or are we getting down towards the Missouri part? Oh, 
long silence. Yeah. Um, um well, I'm just <clears throat> if anything I'll do some shopping too similar to everyone, but I'm just wondering if there's if I have time to do some history behind Belford, like how it settled, um how it propped up. If there's anything else uh on Belford we have not found out yet. Uh you mostly find the same stuff All right. about Belford. There's no like scandalous uh, no. events that happen besides the child murders. Okay. There's no ancient uh, Indian burial ground either, so that's There's there's a lot of child murders. A lot of people have uh, who have gone missing. It's actually a lot to parse over and you wouldn't really have time to look it all over without missing your flight. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, um, and Tonyo is ready, making sure that her his kids are safe, and we'll kiss uh, his fiance uh, goodbye, and we'll go off to Illinois. All right, your kids give you a hug. Bye. Bye. Dad will be, Pop will be back soon. And he just gives him a hug before he heads out. Okay, sweet. So, by luck, you're all on the same flight in the morning. So, because you're all coming from Boston area, you have to go to JFK. And your flight to Chicago is uneventful. Uh, are you going to take the same car now that you're all in the same area, or are you going to rent different yeah, cars? Yeah, we can, we can rent one car for everybody. Okay, yeah. There you go. So as you drive down south southward towards Iowa, towards Baleford, you can see the devastation of the recent heavy rains that have plagued the state. There's water that stands in the fields everywhere. And in some cases, weeds in the ditches are black from the muddied waters rising and subsiding. At some point on your ride, you do have to take a detour as well because the bridge up ahead is partially covered by water. It becomes hilly and wooded in the near the Mississippi River. And your road becomes increasingly twisty and windy. The pitter-patter of rain starts to come down from these gray clouds. It's not quite torrential, but rain is starting once more. You can see the surging black waters of the Vista River as you head over to Highway 84. And a few miles downward, you can see the Henry Meatpacking Plant. Heading over the bridge, the Vista River Bridge, you can see Belford, a small, sprawling Midwestern town with a lot of shade trees and small houses along its rain-choked streets. There is a business district where you drive by a, a public library, a post office, as well as other uh, amenities that you would find in a town. And then you see the resort. The resort is a good one third of the town. It's large. They own a lot of land and I'll take a spot hidden roll at this time. Success. That is okay. a, uh, a hard. Same right. here, hard. Okay. Yeah, so as you are driving in the light rain, 
along the edges of town, you spot an older woman. She is behaving strangely at the side of the road. She's walking on the curve next to a rain-swollen gutter, staring down into the running water. Her face can't be seen. Her head is tilted down. Her stringy, wet hair obscures her features. She is dressed in pale blue pants and a thin jacket over a lightweight sweater. She seems oblivious to the falling rain. And she walks slow. But we're heading so. towards the resort. Yes. We, so we see her as we drive by. Mm-hmm. Is she walking the opposite way or towards the same direction we're going? She's walking towards the same direction. Okay. Come on, guys. Every, every lady's on the street looking at the gutter ain't going to be supernatural. It's just this lady's out walking in the middle of a storm at night. I mean, should we see if she's all right? Well, sure. There's no room in the car, though. We got five people in this car. Yeah, we but you know, we could offer a phone five or something. You mean four? What did I say? Five? Four? Yeah. Five. Yeah. five people. We can at least see if she needs a ride somewhere and call her. Uh, if there's a cab service nearby, I don't know how far like, out of town we are. Well, what if it's La Llorona? <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, that... We found what we came here for. You yourself said not every woman wandering in the room is going to be what we're looking for. And, and she's she's going to the same direction. Like, if anything, maybe... Is Everett here with us? No. No, no. You have to oh, meet okay. Everett. We said we four or five. I was still trying to get the <laughs> It's four. Correct. Okay, four. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and if anything, if she tries to do something crazy, it's four of us and one of her. Right. You so, know, we should have gotten a description of what this woman looked like from the, the what's well, his name? I mean, I did tell you what he described. Yeah, yeah you did. She was wearing white clothes, stringy black hair. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's, I was from a Japanese horror movie. Let's right. let's pull over and just ask her if she needs help. Okay, up close as you roll the window down to look at this woman. She is in her early sixties, and I'll give me a psychology roll. All of us, or yeah, whoever wants to. Three is a uh, hard. No, it's not. A it's a. It's a I got an ex- I got an extreme. Yeah, don't that. forget to tech up. Check off your skill. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. So, June, you've worked with a lot of children in your time. Um, this woman looks like uh, special needs, and she looks up at you. Doesn't say anything. She seems a little shy. You need help? She nods no. Uh, Do you, does she you need a ride? No, I'm going to walk home and take my medicine and watch Oprah on my television. Okay, well, you know, just be just be safe. Walk on the sidewalks, you know, you don't want to get hit. Okay. Uh. All right, I'll drive on. Great. Do what we could. 
I, I was thinking of maybe calling the local police that there is this woman out here. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Tell them the street is uh, Maple and Washington. Um, and he's just going to take out his phone, call 911. All right. Not an emergency. I'm mean, saying, non- or call the non-emergency line. It's fine. But which one? Well, the the local the local uh, police department just mentioned the streets where there is a old woman appeared to be special needs needs help. Yeah, wellness check. Yeah. Uh, all right. They they say you know thanks for checking in. We'll we'll handle the situation. And eventually, you get to the Seven Hawks Resort. It is a sprawling complex with golf and other... It's got tennis courts. Of course, you're not going to be playing golf or tennis. No. Actually, maybe you are. I, I don't judge because it is pouring. Just as long as they have one of those awnings so that we stop the car there and don't get mm-hmm. rained on it. Get inside. Have the right. Have the, the guy park our car for us. Right. So this place has restaurants, uh, a swimming pool, gift shops, a gym. It it's pretty decadent. And when you walk inside, you know the hotel staff takes your luggage and brings it to your room. And let's say that Richard Ahern and Everett are in the lobby. Mr. Ahern. Oh, we were just going out for a snack. This is Everett. Everett, what do you look like? Um, Everett is a young man in his late 20s. Um, he's dressed um, pretty much all buttoned up with uh, in rain gear at the minute. Um, but just kind of looks hippie-ish in a lot of ways. Fairly long beard, long hair. Yes, yes. This is this is my assistant, uh, Everett. He's he's a good one. Ah, uh, you must be the the people from Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he talked about us, huh? Of yeah, course. Well, uh, if you pull a prank like that, uh, M- Mr. Ahern, I assure you that I would never pull prank on on you like this. Also didn't spend $800 to get a flight out here because of a prank. But you're out here nevertheless. Yes, because we suspected something far worse than you do. And like you, Mr. Ahern, this this entity, whatever, this, this woman also mentioned me and also my kids. I'm very concerned as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so you would all fashion yourselves as, as believers. Huh. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> in certain things. Well, I think that goes for everybody. Everybody believes in something. When something happens to you, you tend to believe in it. Well, we. Uh, you want you said something about getting something to eat. I'm I'm famished. Let's get something. Right, right. I'll I'll let you unpack and. Settle in, and we'll wait here in the lobby for you. Um, All right. Just, you know, put All right. So, who's getting rooms with who? Just uh, so I can understand, because uh, Everett is with Ahern. 
Um, get my own room. Nathaniel okay. can be in my room. Yeah, I don't know. Room. We could fit three in one room if you wanted to. This place is a little expensive, but it's not that bad. We can all get our own rooms. Our own rooms? That's that's fine. Make sure it's like next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. You can have. You can choose to have a connecting room should you wish. Oh, that that would be fine. Yeah. Play it safe and stay fairly close this time because we've been a few times I've been apart. On the third floor. Yeah, on the third floor is fine. Um, Ahern and Everett are on the third floor. Excellent. Great. So there is an excellent diner I found. Oh, you want to go out? Okay. Is it far? Oh, it's only five minute drive. I mean, distance is always relative. I mean, when when God is backing out on his promise not to flood the world again, I mean, it's a everywhere's pretty far. Well, God looks like it's about to flood the world, Everett. So much for rainbows. And you can see that Ahern, he has a notepad. He's compiled a lot of notes, and it looks like he's he's eager to show it off. Well, Everett, you know that the rainbows come after he murders the whole world. Well, right, but they're a sign that he's not going to do it again. Why don't we have this discussion over dinner? (laughs) Yes, yes, let's, let's, let's get something to eat. All right, so you go to a small American diner. Uh, let's call it Danny's, not related Denny's, and you all get a round table and order yourself a nice meal. Some coffee wouldn't hurt. Not at all. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear all the research you have, Mr. Ahern. Yeah, so Ahern and Everett, what, what do you all have? Oh, sure. I've got some notes. Uh, Everett, do you mind? And then he (laughs) gives you the notebook. Oh, yes, of course. So, in a bit of a timeline here, in in 1948, um, Jennifer Nolan, who was nine years old, is strangled to death by Bernard Miller, who was quickly caught and eventually executed in Juliet Prison. In 1960, Billy Wilson, 13, is found stabbed to death in Belford. 1968, Margaret Finley, a, a black teen aged 15, is found raped and strangled in Belford. Nathan Kirk is strongly suspected, but soon moves to Louisiana, where in 1970 he is apprehended for a similar crime. He hangs himself in a cell while awaiting trial. See, in 1970, Jeff Williams and Mike Daniels, both 13, disappear one night. Families say the duo were going to investigate a haunted abandoned house on the edge of Belford. The house is searched, but nothing is found. The house is torn down within the year. 1976 in September, Belford holds the first of what would become its annual Blues Weeks Festival. And also in 1976, during the Blues Fest, Maria Michelson, 34, and her daughter Isabel and Chloe, ages 9 and 11, respectively, disappear from Belford. Rumors of domestic abuse surround her husband. The case is still unsolved. 1981, Mark Whitaker, 4, disappears. 1983, the Henry Meatpacking Plant opens at Belford. With a few months, Hispanic and Black workers moved in, into the area to work at the plant. 1999, Sean Keith, 10, is found strangled in Belford. 2000, David Fry, 16, is found strangled beneath the Vista Bridge. 
2003, the chopped up body of, of Mark Whitaker is found in a suitcase after the estate auction of Ruth Ellis. 2005, Diego Padres 17 disappears from his parents' home in Belford. 2007, Albert Penna 51 is found in a dumpster behind a local roadhouse dead of an apparent heart attack. 2008, George Rodriguez 11 disappears in Belford. 2008, Alex Roland 8 vanishes a few months later. 2009, Vincent Lariva 20 disappears one night while partying on the Vista River. And in 2009, Oscar Rios 15 drowns in the Vista River while hiking with friends. And just recently, three bodies have washed up on the riverbanks. Well, that's interesting, but is it statistically unusual? It sounds like you're talking about one or two people a year. I mean, in a population of 4,000, people go missing, I imagine. People die, people drown, people rape one another. Right. Well, yeah, but like relative to this population size, it was like a lot. Yeah, this, this says population of 4,600 people. Mr. McManus, right? And Joe, uh, compared like I see these only statistics, a couple of year. Um, now, I mean, Mr. McManus, as you as you said yourself, when when things uh, when things happen to you, you tend to believe whether it's uh, statistically significant or not. No, no, I didn't say that at all. The things that I have seen, they don't oh, have any statistics. My apologies. Um, I am inclined to believe that 99.9% .9 of everything that we research is just nonsense. Uh, perhaps it's a phenomena of culture making up stuff. The, uh, the, the Hispanic population growing here, uh, would bring a lot of its, uh, mythology with it. Um, but, uh, uh, half of your statistics there come from before the meatpacking plant, which which is what attracted all of the Hispanic people. So, I don't know. Um, I so was Marista, Yeah, go ahead. As you're eating your food, what are you having tonight? Oh, um, what time is it? It's the evening. I, I decided that I would like uh, the meatloaf and the um, uh, small red potatoes with... God, that sounds good. No, yeah, it's uh, it's very umami. <laughs> the, the sauce is very rich, and you're, you're shoveling it down. And yeah. then you feel something in your mouth. You feel a... And then you're pulling it, right? And there's a long stringy piece of black hair. This reminds me of an old movie, not an old one. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, what? What Where happened? Uh, I, I, I look around to see if there's like a waitress with long black hair. No. It's fucking hair in my food. Uh, oh. Hey, that's, I mean, that's a statistically, uh, Irrelevant event happens all the time. I'm uh, I'm waiting for uh, the waiter. All right, you you get the the waitress. She's got a short blonde bob haircut. He says, uh, "Yes, um, this is in my food." Oh, 
That's terrible. Uh, l l let me take it back and get you a new one, okay? Can you assure me there won't be black hair in that? I mean, our chef is bald. I'm not saying that he dropped hair in it, but there's hair in it. Where do you where do you get your meat? Uh, we find we we get our meat from reputable sources like the meat packing plant to the north. All right, all right. I kind of lost my appetite, but whatever. All right, she takes your your dish away. I'm just I'm just saying, Mister Townsend, that we've been disappointed in almost everything that we've researched it's the, the few things that kind of force us to consider that they're real um, otherwise we end up going down a lot of a lot of empty trails but we're here because we have reason to believe there has something to do and it's because of the flood and the rain mostly Have you ever heard of the three mothers? The mothers of sorrow, the ladies of sorrow. I mean, I, uh, you see, I'm, I'm a PhD student in comparative religions and I'm currently working on my thesis in, in obscure American sects. Um, and this is, uh, it's, it's things that I've come across before, um, vaguely. Yeah, I'm... It's very, I'm going to tell body him. Of work, if anything. I'm going to tell Everett quite bluntly, unless people stop me or interrupt. Um, our uh, our experience at the apartment, and then our experience in the desert. Ahern is watching intently, like he's he's taking it all in. We contacted. Mr. We contacted Mr. Ahern originally because we were quite confused about what was going on. But since then, we've grown a little. Yes, my, my book, The Paramental Factor, surely did give you good leads. Indispensable. He gives you a, a grateful nod, Nathaniel. Um, Mr. Ahern, you did mention on our phone call that there were sightings. Oh yes, this uh, La Llorona woman has been spotted all across Baleford, and I was—I've compiled a, a list of uh, helpful contacts that I was going to visit, and I've done some research on that. I'll, I'm happy to share those with you. There is a local newspaper reporter named Lorraine Sabet, and a packing plant worker named Esteban Rodriguez. Uh, who can who can help us in our investigation? They know the town pretty well. Uh, Esteban Rodriguez is they call him the Mexican mayor because he is a strong member of the community, a leader in the community. And uh, Lawrence uh, Sabet, she's a reporter who really is very thorough with her work, and she has access to the the Baleford Tribune and the copies therefore therein. As for the police. I'm iffy about the Vista County Sheriff, Bob Zerny. He's he's a bit of a racist. But um his, his one of his deputies, Scott Margiles, he's he's a little more neutral. I see. And um 
because on the phone call you said you've seen this woman yourself where did you see her last was it here at the whole at the resort or somewhere uh, else? north of the river right so i was investigating the area where the bodies were found washed up and that's that's going north over the Vista River Bridge uh, on some muddy pathways. Uh, some of it's, uh, a lot of it's taped off with police tape, but I figure I'd give it a peek anyway. And the whole place is empty. I was I was with Everett, and then she was there. I I don't know where she would have hid or hidden because we were in the middle of a of a muddy road embankment and she she really scared the crap out of me and she she said your name Andy and then she threatened your kids and my kids yes go ahead Andy sorry oh I'm, I'm are are the bodies identified or not yet no I, I was hoping to ask Bob Bob Zerny do you even know what they are, boy, girl, old, young? No, there's just been reports that bodies have been identified. <laughs> we'll still have to find, we'll have to talk to somebody about that. Right. When she when she threatened you, was there some call to action, like tell Andy Argento to get over here, or she was just threatening? Well, I thought it was a it was a practical joke, a prank that Andy somehow put up because. That, that's well, insane that, the way this ghost is interacting with us now that we've explained what's happened to us do you understand that we're almost waiting for Ma mater uh lacrimorum to show up and yeah you're really in the belly of the beast this la Llorona seems to be a high a really high candidate for the mother of tears all right did do you have any ways of defending yourself well, Barona is a very violent, violent ghost. There's almost no way to defend yourself against any of them. I think it was luck. Was it luck that got us out of the first one? Basically, it was. Yeah. It was not not agreeing with her that got us out of the second one. So the third one has to be different. She might By be that mad logic. that we fucked over her sisters. That's true. If you read that poem that we told you about, it kind of implies that there's nothing we can do. They won't listen to negotiation. They won't. There's no compassion or mercy in them. They are forces of nature. Well, that's why I carry one of these. And he flashes you a revolver he has. Remind that's me nice. that this all started. Oh, you brought your own handgun? Please put the guns away. <laughs> We're in a restaurant. Also got a knife. Put that steak knife down. Is it? What year did all of this begin? Recorded, rather? 2000. No, no, no. Like in the oh, history that... 1940, 1948 is the oldest... Uh, is, was there some 
catalyst that you can see, Mr. Ahern, that some reason why it all started then? Shakes his head. Well, that's why we're here to figure it out. Does it seem to suddenly escalate after the Hispanic population arrives with a meatpacking plant? Uh, In the 2000s, there was almost one every year, as opposed to every few years, five, ten years. And it's definitely escalating this year because we've already had two and two more bodies have been found. Three more. Three more, sorry. Three more. Um, Mr. More than any other year. Yes. Uh, how often, I mean, we were seeing uh, lots of uh, rain. Um, how often does it rain over here? Is it, does it, or this is the, it seems to be an unnatural uh, we're in Baleford. This is the rainiest city in America. Mm. All right. Well, that makes sense. Really? That's interesting. Yes. But the, kind of like what you were talking about, Nathaniel, is the mother of tears choose the rainiest city to live in. Okay. The rain comes down a little harder outside the restaurant window. That's what I was kind of thinking, is that maybe they have, maybe not tethered, tethered might not be the right word, but a preferred, you know, um, a local haunt, place where it feels most comfortable or tied to, Um, I'm just kind of shooting in the dark here. No, no, it, it makes sense. The mother of size was in the desert with the sighing wind. The mother of tears is here with the sky continually crying. I mean, have we mapped out where all these deaths occurred? Was there any kind of pattern? Yeah, have we mapped that out? Not yet. Well, we're all staying in the same resort, so we can we can set a place there as our as our headquarters and do research and see if we can find a correlation. And... I'd like everyone to give me a spot hidden roll at this time. You're going to need a hard or above oh. or, or better. Spot hidden? I think I got it. Nope, nothing. Except that I'm on the wrong page. Hidden Just right. Right. I will spend, you said a hard is okay? Mm-hmm. Because I could spend my, to get a, an extreme. But I got a heart. I got a heart. All right. So you're having this nice time with uh, Richard Ahern and his assistant, Everett. You're enjoying dinner uh, for the most part, besides the long hair. And you're looking outside at the, the downpour. The rain's coming down harder. And across the street, you can see the river. And you see a white clad woman same black hair and she's slowly wading into the waters dropping out of sight give me a sanity roll for that and you're the only one that notices this d7 where is my sanity yeah, that's a pass all right it's uh it's gonna be one. Oh, uh... it breaks you out a little Oh, um, 
There, there, look. Where? I'm pointing. There's, there's a person. Uh, white dress, black hair. Going. And as, as Rooster points, you can, some of you might even see, like, those of you passed might see the top of this woman's head just go down into the brackish water and it doesn't come back up. I'm sorry, I don't see anything. Uh, okay, maybe I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all hyped up from the talk, but I think I might have caught a glimpse. I saw some sort of movement out there, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought I'm sorry, it's, it's dumb for me to say that at this point because uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Richard and, uh, and Everett are going to think that I'm just making this shit up. I swear to God. Well, I mean, I mean do you want to have... Out here. Exactly. I mean, whether I it's out there or not, you certainly believe that she is. That's a powerful thing. It's like when I saw the old woman. Remember that? That's what started this whole thing. Well, if anything, um, we can go. We can go back to our hotel rooms, and there's something about, of course, the Vista Bridge, the Vista River. That could be two things we can do some research on, because those are two landmarks that. Uh, those are two things that um, yeah. stick out like, in the findings. Like June's idea, see if we can figure out if there's some sort of location pattern. We can definitely do that at the hotel, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, we can get a local, like a tourist map and then, you know, mark on there with a Sharpie or something. And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Bob uh, Zerny uh, and his his deputy. Um, we can find out something more about the uh, three bodies. How yeah. how are we going to play this up here? Um, telling telling people, uh, Mr. Ahern, telling people that we are psychic investigators or, or that, that usually slams a lot of doors in our faces. I think we need to win the hearts of the community. Show them that we're also haunting this La Llorona, who has been terrorizing the town. Well, I think that'll work with the Hispanics, but I'm not sure that it's going to work with the sheriff. That's true. I mean, you can, if it's a, if it's children, you could always check the most recent Amber Alerts that have gone out. Yeah. See if any of them were resolved. Like I'm that. an insurance investigator, so I, I have credentials. I can actually say that I'm investigating such and such. You have access to NamUs, the database for missing people. I mean, that might. I don't know. Would I? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Missing people. NamUs. It's your names. All right. Um, so, Mr. Ahern, he's gonna graciously pay for dinner because uh, he says uh, thanks. Thanks for coming out and clarifying things. This might be a real ghost here. It might be much. If it's a ghost, who cares? If it's something much worse, 
people are going to die. I hope not. <laughs> I hope we can do something to stop it. And if it was a ghost, that would be quite a blessing. Yeah, what's our body count up to now? That's the difficult thing about dealing with these entities is that they do as they please. We pretty much have to endure it. There's a lot of collateral damage. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said there, uh, Mr. Pickering, about a lot of systems of belief. I mean, as I mean, as you guys have have said it, I picked up. I mean, if you view these entities as you've called them as forces of nature, I mean, the personification of such things makes them easier to deal with in a psychological way. You can engage with them or try to engage with them, placate them, resist them. Um, and even if it is futile, it, it, it helps make the going easier, the enduring easier for many people. Yeah, there are some things along the course of our interactions with the entities that at certain times felt like we had agency and the ability to make a decision, but in hindsight might have just been wishful thinking that we could actually do something to alter the course of what was maybe going to happen anyways. Well, I think there's something to be said about how much do we understand our motivations you know as as people why do people certain people gravitate towards certain places i mean you mentioned this desert and this seeming um congregation of of people with guilt um you know if you subscribe to something like the yugian uh, collective unconscious perhaps there is some symbolic resonance or archetypal resonance with such places or, or maybe people. it's just People commit suicide by walking out into the desert sometimes. The truth is that that happens too. Right, but I mean, if you think about the apartment, but there's, but there's a reason. Yeah, why, but why deserts? Why do people are attracted to deserts to do that? Why fly from the... another state to walk out into a desert to kill yourself? You know, there's there's a reason for that. I mean, the first first the apartment building it was depression. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it's like so many people died there. I just, I don't know. It's oh, that oh man. I'm glad to move out of that. It was, it was awful. It was very awful what happened at the at the at the apartment building. Well, my guess is that we have to get ourselves, watch ourselves carefully. Don't. Got to be sure of yourself, Mr. Townsend. You got to be sure of yourself in the face of whatever these things are going to. They're not going to attack you. They're not going to hack you up into pieces. They're going to try to convince you of something. You just got to be strong. Or you're going to end up playing with cactus and. Knowing what we know now. House. Knowing what we know now, is there a way to see if there are any common threads between uh, the events in the desert, the events at the apartment, and see if it any of it connects to this too? Those all together. Get out the bulletin board and the red string. Well, I mean, what, I mean yeah. what, what you've said, I mean, from gathering from your story, this narrative um, that you've been explaining to me, 
as you've already pointed out, these, these each of these entities seems to focus on some different aspect of something. I mean, depression, guilt. Yeah, something, is, something sorrowful. Yeah, the lady, our ladies of sorrow, something, something some aspect like of grief. In this case, sadness, grief. Yes, grief. Like something. they, they seem to tie themselves to legends too. You know, the La Llorona and. I mean, the, the there's one. there's there's lots of there's lots of legends about um, entities um, killing children. I mean, child mortality is something that runs very deep in human consciousness, human existence, human history, human culture. I mean, you can look all the way back to the um, Canaan, um, ancient Canaanite religions, and look at figures like Lilith from from Judaism. Um, who kills children out of revenge for the loss of her own, her own children? La Lorena, same thing. It's it's this kind of vengeance. Or a lot, of, a lot of people tell the story annually. That myth- sounds very violent. Says you got Greek, Greek mythology. Medea kills her children because Perseus cheats on her. I just don't I, want I to end up back Jupiter, in that city. Saturn, Saturn, or um, Kronos eating their own children. Eating their own children. Greek or Roman. I'm wondering uh, what time is it now uh, in in game <laughs> since we're all done. It's probably nine. Nine. Um, as as much. Let, let's let's just maybe some rest will do us good. We're gonna go on a lot of tangents this way. What one last thing, a little bit off of this topic, um, Mr. Ahern. Did you ever have a meeting with Kurt Winters? Because he uh, left us in, 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 was that Providence or was that Boston? It was Boston. He left so, us to go see you on a meeting and and never came back. So I talked to to Kurt occasionally because he is also a fellow writer of the paranormal. He dabbles in cryptozoology, and. He's kind of, he's he's dropped off. I yeah. I haven't heard from him recently. I think the last message he uh, he 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 I messaged him asking about some uh research and then he just stopped me- res- responding about 2 weeks ago. Now we were very concerned about him. I I worry about him. Yeah. We do too. Sorry, that's that's all I wanted to ask. Oh, that's no um, problem. Shall we, all right. shall we go back? Yeah. Let's let's. I think my room is next to yours. And just to be clear, everyone's in a separate room. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. So, what's everyone night? Uh, everyone's night looking like. We want to try to make the connections tonight. I, I bet we're all very tired. We're pretty you tired are. from the distance. You um, can sit until tomorrow. All right, great. So, what's, what's the resort? Is it the resort like a mall where it's all inside, or is it all separate buildings? Would we have to walk through the rain to get from one spot to the other? You have to walk through the rain. Okay. Is there is there like a uh, a pharmaceutical place, like a CVS, a convenience something store? like that in the, in the resort? Yeah, 
All right. So I'm going to go down and get some uh, get some aspirin. Um, I'll take a walk through the rain okay. to keep from uh, right. getting wet. Sounds good. So you walk down to the convenience store mm-hmm. and you pick up your aspirin like no no trouble at all it's at this point it's torrential it's coming down hard yeah. the winds are blowing you're almost knocked off your feet when you first open the door you struggle opening it yeah i could see that a, an umbrella would not work very well in this so i just sort of you know luster my way through it but on the way back, I'm just going to stand there and look out into it for a while. Into the water? What is, well, into the, yeah, into the rain and the, the okay. if we can see the river from here. No, you can. It gets a nice view of the river. Like, what are you up to, Mater uh, Lacrimorum? Right. And you ask that to yourself. You can see in the distance, right across the river from the resort, some police tape. It's a miracle it hasn't blown away from the, the high winds, but that's that's probably where they found the bodies. And you have this moment to yourself. Asking why? Why why us? I'm gonna swap over to Nathaniel. You're in your room, you're unpacking, and do you have the TV on? You know, I'm probably listening to the radio. Okay. So, you're listening to the radio, right? It cuts out. Tap on it. Maybe adjust. The the TV turns on. It's an old black and white film. And it looks like a black and white movie that depicts a a vengeful looking woman it looks like a femme fatale she's holding a man at gunpoint and she says i brought you here nathan i tracked you down and lured you here it was me because i know it was you killed my sister and now you're gonna die like the dog you are nathan i'm gonna make you suffer the camera pans out because she has this guy at gunpoint and she shoots him in the stomach and the man falls down groaning and she stands above him smiling cruelly what do you want what do you want from me the woman glares at the camera and the tv shuts off making a sanity roll uh success okay zero must be a coincidence Bullshit. You turn on the TV again? No. Okay. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna, uh, if my friends are asleep or I'm, I'm they're asleep. not, they're in the process of getting. Yeah, I put on my, uh, what I'm, what I'm imagining are complimentary slippers. Of course. And, uh, robe and 
put on a cup of coffee and uh, go over to my friends' rooms and tell them what I just seen. And no, I've not been drinking. You probably see me standing. Hey, Rooster, Rooster. Come here. Dude, what? No, come here. Make sure no one's, like, listening, because I don't want to be... You're going to get wet out here. Yeah, I, we kind of go under an awning. I was sitting in my room listening to the radio. It cuts out. I figure, okay, well, I don't know, you know, something to do with the storm, or maybe the antenna fell over and whatever. I tried to adjust it. It wouldn't. And then the TV turned itself on. I was nowhere near the clicker. And then this, this black and white film come up. And I think it was one of the sisters. She was there. There was a man sitting in a chair. She was in a room, this black and white movie, and she starts talking to me. She starts talking to me, saying she's blaming me because I killed her sister, and she's going to come get me. And then she just shoots the guy in the gut. He, he, he falls on the floor, dies, and that's it. That's it. TV off. But, but... She called me by name. Looked right out of the TV, right at me. So we're on track. We, we're uh... no, we're in the right place. Yeah, for sure. But she said that she lured me here. It's like a trap. So I mean, in one sense, we're in the right place. I guess in her perspective, yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> come on, let's go back. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. So you're all in the same hallway on the third floor so they're there your your buildings aren't separated the the residences the rooms are all in one building and you have rooms right next to each other june what are you doing um probably just reading a book in bed okay. i'll join the conversation right so nathaniel and rooster they they come in or they knock at least you know, Bruce. I just be careful. Milton, I believe, had a similar experience at least once, more than that, possibly. Back in Boston, just be careful. Well, if if we expect something to happen, then we can not be so freaked out about it. Right. I just, I don't know that that mood just seemed to have fallen over Milton so suddenly when he took his life. Yeah. I just, I. She, she brought... This one, uh, it's been a while since I read that longer text, but I think this one is the the, the vengeful of the three. And she right. called us here. I guess stupidly we came, and um, she thinks that she's got us in a trap. She probably does. I'm, I'm going to cut you there, because we're going to pan over to Andy Argento. He's in the bathroom, brushing his teeth, and once again, you feel something, well, not once again, but you feel something long and stringy. And you start pulling out just strands and strands uh, of hair out of your mouth. Give me a sanity roll. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, success. Success. All right, that's zero. Mm -hmm. But then you look up at the mirror. And the woman is there. You can see her her wet dripping hair covering a rotted face. And you can hear a whisper. 
Where are your children? I can see them, you know. And I can do more than that. Give me a dodge roll. A dodge roll? Oh boy, here we go. All right. Yeah, I failed that. This okay, is so it suddenly occurs to you that you heard the whispering to your left, and when you turn around, she's actually there. She is grabbing you by the throat now and pushing you up against the bathroom wall with a thud. Oh, uh, oh God. You can hear all of this from the next room as there's a sudden thud. Uh, why don't you take three damage from strangulation? Why don't you add this uh, on a separate, uh, separate track? Oh, uh, make, okay. Let me know when this gets over to your HP because that's really bad. Okay, so all right, all right, got all it. right. At this point, Everett Thompson, you're hearing a loud banging coming from Andy's room. Uh, I'll, I'll get up. Um, yeah. Set the book down that I was reading and um, okay. go over across the hall and knock. The door is locked. Uh, uh, Mr. Argento, is everything hear- okay? You can probably hear his head being slammed against the wall repeatedly. Um, Where are we? You're in the separate room. You're in the other room. So I'm going to start um, trying to get through the store, I guess. Okay. Give me a uh, strength time, uh, strength roll. This is where it all goes, falls apart. Yes. Yeah. No, 60, 64. No. All right. Not so you start time. smashing the door down. June, what are you doing? We hear that. I'm yeah, sure. yes. we are there. I, we need to go see what that Mr. noise Argento. is. Mr. <laughs> Argento. Oh shit, something's wrong with Andy. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah, we keep running out. Okay. So, you June rushes to the hallway. What's Nathaniel doing? Yeah, I'm gonna go to the noise because I that I know what's going on here. Okay. And uh, Rooster. Um, I'm gonna go also and try to uh, open up the door. Okay, give me a strength roll. 45 is a pass. All right, with a pass, you start to smash down the door. Richard Ahern, he's he's peeking out from his room. Andy, what are you doing? You're being grabbed. You're you're being grabbed with two hands on your throat. She's lifting mm-hmm. you off the ground, pressing you against the wall. I'm gonna try Mark to, choking. yeah, I'm just kick. Like, try to kick her off somehow. All right, give me a fighting brawl. She's gonna fight back. Okay, sweet. All right, let's do this. Uh, no, fail. Okay. In that case, she, as you try to kick out, she just smashes your head against the porcelain of the toilet seat. And it right. shatters. How many points? And you take three. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's not looking good already. No, it's her turn again, and she's going to follow it up. She's going to dunk your head in the toilet. Are you All going right. to fight back or dodge? Uh, dodge. Let's see. My dice are going to be good to me. Uh, that's a fail as well. Okay. In that case, she's going to... Um, so she smashed her head against the lid of the toilet seat, and she's going to make her way down, smashing you against the, the, the actual seat covering itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's blood everywhere. There's shattered porcelain. There is a lot 
of just awfulness as she starts to submerge your head in the toilet water. All right. And she, she's vicious. You can hear, you can feel her claws digging into your neck, into the back of your head. Uh, yeah. Take another three. Have we come in yet? Okay. Oh, you're about to. Yeah, that's... Um, the door's yeah, open. I'm... Yeah, it's not looking good. I'm down. No. You're at zero? No, not... No, it's... I'm at two points. That's bad. Yeah, it's okay. bad. Everett, the door is open. The bathroom door is thankfully open. You're seeing this woman just smashing and beating the shit out of uh, Antonio. What are you doing? Uh, I am very clumsily just gonna try to pull this woman off of all right give me a fighting roll mr agento uh what's your build <laughs> uh my build is zero okay no bonus die yeah uh thir- 39 is not a pass on my base all right but you do get her attention you put your hands on her cold shoulder uh, and at this point, everyone sees this woman. So give me a sand roll from everyone. Everyone, even yeah. me. Well, I'm, I'm being... <laughs> no, you're you're preoccupied. Yeah, I'm. Your adrenaline's pumping. I'm... Yeah. All right. Forty two is a pass. Okay, failure is a one. I mean, sorry, Fail, failure. Failure is a uh, D four. Success is a one. Yeah. All right. Now it's June's turn. Uh, it looks like she's turned her attention to you, Everett, but June, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm rushing to Antonio, like, oh, oh my god, oh my god. What are you doing? Um, there is a brawl happening in the bathroom right now. The woman is still there. She's dripping brackish water all over the tiled floors. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, is she on Antonio? I'm sorry, I'd like to step away for a second. Is she on Andy? Can I? She's got her hands on him. All right. Well, then I'm going to try to like pull her off, I guess. Okay. Give me a fighting roll. All right. Oh, that's a 12. Okay. She's going to try and fight back. You do get a bonus die at this point because she's outnumbered. Okay. But she's going to try and fight back. So is that a, I'm sorry, is that a dodge on my end then if she's fighting? No, it's a fighting brawl. She's okay. just going um, to fight back. So you're going right, to get this bonus die. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a success on my end. That's a hard success on my end. Okay, then you do actually break the, the grasp on Andy's, uh, on Andy's throat and head. You can see okay. the purple and black bruises uh, starting to form on his throat. Now, Nathaniel, it's your turn. All right, yeah. Um... I guess I'm just going to try to add to this fray and just grab on to the, the ghost. Um, okay. Give me a fighting brawl. She, and you get a bonus die because she's outnumbered. No. No. Okay. In that case, she's t- going to turn to you, Nathaniel. She said, I'm going to kill you and your children. And then she just pushes you back you smash against the towel bar the metal towel bar and it it breaks it clatters to the floor there's a dent in the drywall and you're gonna take three damage ow jesus all right rooster 
All right. Um, I am going to very strongly grapple her and try to wrestle her against the wall. Uh, and I'm, I, I yell out to everyone that I suspect that she is probably possessed someone. Um, we have to be careful because that one person we attacked was in fact somebody else. So I'm just going to barrel into her right. and try to press her against What's your them. build? My build is also zero. Okay, then you get one bonus die because she's outnumbered. And I'm going for strength or? Uh, no, fighting brawl. brawl. Fighting brawl. There it is. I rolled 14 twice in a row. Right? So you would tackle her into perhaps the shower, right? right. So you would, you would, with your the force of her body, you, you tackle her with all your might. She goes flying into the shower curtains. The bar on top falls over. It gets, it, it, it it's a mess. It's really a mess. Andy, you do get those hit points recovered from the strangulation. Uh, it is now your turn. There is a scuffle going on in the bathtub. Wait, all of my hit points got recovered from No, the... just from the strangulation. From the strangulation? Okay. All right. Let's make sure. All right. Oh, man. You're you're grasping at your throat. Feel slightly crushed. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, at this point, he's kind of trying to think like how far am i from the bathroom now uh uh you've been dragged out into your room proper okay so you're um, near the lights the nightstand there's a lamp there's some other things scattered okay. about there's some of your luggage i think the first person i see is june like because yes. i can imagine he's she's, he's kind of getting out of oh man june what the hell is what the hell's going on just 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 don't uh, overexert yourself. Like, let, let's get out of here. In fact, like, yeah, yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's go. He's gonna. Okay. He all he's gonna do is like, un, under his breath, uh, say a prayer of protection. It's great. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. So, as you're both in the shower, uh, Rooster, she is going to try and attack you. Okay, I I expect her to, um, but I keep yelling at her, get out, Mother Lacrimorum. Okay. I have a funny feeling that this is the woman we saw in the street, only she's an innocent and the thing has possessed her. So okay. I'm, I'm trying to hold her down and keep her from... Sounds good. Uh, in that case, I'll either take a strength or a fighting brawl in order to not get hit. Oh, they're the same, so... I did roll a 17, so... That I got a 45 it. out of 50. All right. So uh, that's not a hard... No. Okay, so she is going to start punching you in the side of the head. Son of a bitch! <laughs> and, yeah, you're you're taking, you're taking t uh, three damage. Uh, your skull is cracked yeah. a little and its blood starts pouring down your the side of your head uh everett what are you doing you're in a destroyed bathroom the towel bar has uh has landed on the floor 
There's a broken toilet lid. There is Rooster fighting. Well, hearing Rooster say, like, get out, get out. Um, can I make an occult roll to see if I have any Latin prayers of exorcism? Sure. Come to mind. Okay. I do study this kind of thing. Wonderful. Uh, 24 is a hard success. And it's both a hard success for a cult and a regular pass for Latin. Okay. In that case, yes, you do know some prayers of protection or exorcism. I will start rattling off at exorcism. Okay. Nice. I don't know if it will do any good, but physically <laughs> I can't help very much. As we just learned, I gotta get to the door. And All right, just... Jim. Someone is gonna die if nothing happens. I think what, 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 whose turn is it? It's yeah, June's sorry, turn. I did, okay, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the prompt. Um, oh boy. Uh, I have no weapons. I am very concerned about Andy. Um, I don't know. I'm probably fine. Honestly, I'm probably trying to pull Andy out of the situation and like not paying attention. To All right. So maybe you open the door to this, the other room and you start dragging him there as well. Yes. Okay. Nathaniel. All right. Um, I'm going to, I broke off the towel. Yes. Uh, it is a metal towel bar. All right. I'm picking that up and I'm going to just start wailing on your own. Great. Yeah, give me a fighting brawl roll with a bonus die. That was actually a, yeah, that was actually a pass. All right, I would say a metal towel bar is a d6 plus damage bonus. All right, let's do this. All right, uh, I don't think I have a damage bonus, but I did roll a four. Okay, so if that's the case, you're a bit sloppy. You're not a trained fighter, so... You're swinging the towel bar around. Some of it's just destroying the the drywall. Bits of it are flying off, and then you finally meet your mark as you're hitting this woman in the bathtub as as Rooster is holding her down. Uh, She cries out in pain. Get off of my friend! Great. Bonk. S, uh, Rooster. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that if I let her go... She's just going to leap up and start attacking other people. So she I'm looks trying, like she wants to kill you. I'm trying to grab a hold of her arms or her hands okay. and pin them down so that she can't hit me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So give, me a, give me a fighting brawl or a strength. She's going to try and fight back. You do get a bonus die. Oh, four. Okay. So that is uh, extreme. Yes. Ties. Ties go to the uh, the attacker if they're attacking back. So yeah, you're you're continuing to hold her down. Uh, she's she's vicious. Andy. Yeah. You've been dragged into the adjacent room. Mm-hmm. You have a fractured skull. Yep. What are you doing? I'm just... Is June there with me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, June and a lot of blood. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll tell the blood to call 911. Uh, just call 911, please. Like, I can barely, I can barely keep myself conscious. Look, look at this. Yes. He, he, I can't imagine, I can't imagine he's nowhere near in the shape to do anything other than calling for help. Calling the emergency. So he might fumble around trying to call 911 on his phone. So you're going to crawl towards the nightstand with the phone on it. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah. You'll get there next round. It's Lyorona's turn. And as you're pinning her down, Rooster, she's going to try and bite bite at your face with this this hateful energy. So you can give me... Gosh. uh, a dodge, yeah, or else he's probably going to bite an ear off. Got 25 on my dodge, which is... At this uh, point, I also rolled no four. So oh. you're going to need an extreme to dodge. No, I got, I got a hard. I would have to spend 15 points. I've got 22 points. You might need that later. You might need it now. Who knows? Well, I don't want her to bite me. Three, so I will spend. Shit. All right, I'll spend it. All right, so keep, all I'm doing is spending it to keep her from biting me. Yeah, she lashes uh, her her neck forward where your ear was, but you instinctively move your head away. You would have lost an ear there. Okay. So um, once again, you've never seen this much hate. Can I? Can I like in part try to drag the uh, the shower curtain over her so that she's kind of bundled back down and in, in my in the brawl? I want to try and yeah, yeah. Um, and as you you're getting a nice close look at this woman, she looks nothing like the woman from from earlier today. Will somebody please shoot this bitch? <laughs> You're the only one with a gun. It's in my back pocket. <laughs> All right, it's in the back pocket. Everett, you're reciting these this this prayer in Latin. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that the um, what's going to be more effective than Roman Latin prayers is a gun. All right, so. it's a, it's on Rooster's side holster, <laughs> and he's I, holding her down. I will grab it. <laughs> okay. I mean, she's hold held down. You can press it against this woman's head and pull the trigger if you really want to. It's um, not human. I'm good. That no roll required. She is pinned. Oh god. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> yep. Gotta. Safety. Gotta do it. <laughs> All right. If you're gonna do it, then maybe you fumble with the safety because we're just screaming that out. But you press it against this woman's head, uh, Rosan, because yeah. this is really yeah, fucking I intense. <laughs> All right. Lose D four. You're not adapted to violence. Ooh, <laughs> I lost four. Oh. In which case, I think I'm not not going to be able to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Everett's freaking out. He, he he doesn't have the courage to do it. 
June, it's your turn. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sitting there literally with the gun, the safety off, pressed up against her, just screaming, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I get, is there a way to intervene at that point and take the what gun? What are you going to do? It? Um, run into, so I'll describe what I want to do. You tell me if that's going to be more, yeah, more rallying than that. I would like to run into the scene, observe this is happening, and maybe try to get the gun from Everett. Because he's screaming, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> but so, I can. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to do that. Sure. You okay. wrench the gun from Everett's hand. Yes. Give me a luck roll. All right. Fair oh, God. No. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. No. Nope. All right. Was it a fumble? No, it was just a fumble. All right. So as you wrench the gun from Everett's hand and you panic, it goes off. It discharges. <laughs> you all have your ears ringing. Uh, it shatters the light bulb above you. Uh, it, the room is dark. You can still Sir see fucker. Rooster <laughs> pinning down this woman. So I'll let you, if you want to do this to this woman, you can. I'll I'll do it. Make I'll a sanity roll. All right. Zero slash one d four. All right, that's just that's a pass. All right, so, so zero. So describe as you you're trembling, right? What are you doing? Oh yeah, I've never. I don't know that June has ever shot a gun in her life, nope. and now she's the, the adrenaline, and I, I'm shaking. And I just, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And then I just like kind of close my eyes a little bit and shoot her. And there is a loud gunshot. It just, it deafens you all. And the woman lies still. I'm getting the fuck off of her. All right. And just as my, you're letting her go. Gun. Give me my gun. She is turning into this brackish dark water and going down the drain and but oh, outside you motherfucker <laughs> but outside the rain is lifting and that's where we'll end the session tonight oh. <laughs> we have to pick oh. up then when 911 gets here and yeah yeah, with Andy like shakily holding the phone. Fortunately, there's no dead body to have to explain. Uh, but how do we have to explain all this other stuff? That a crazy woman broke into our shots. into our room and attacked us, and fled and, out the window, and then fled out the on? door. Yeah, what floor are we on? <laughs> You're on the, on the third floor, floor but then she ran down the hallway or whatever. Our players included Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, Dandapolis, Nell Hipple, and myself with Alex Sun as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm -hmm.